Hey, all you nature nerds, this is You're Gonna Die Out There. Welcome back, nature nerds. This is Jen and Megan. We're here to give you some stories of wild and weird nature. What do we call it last time? I forget. Cautionary tales. Cautionary. Yes. Cautionary tales. Welcome back. Uh, Before we get into like any science news or stories, Jen is telling our story today. Super excited. Mm -hmm. I did want to give a really quick, everyone has to go listen to this freaking podcast. I love it so much. I'm super obsessed. Shout out to That Aged Well. I love movies. Yes. And that freaking podcast i've listened to so many episodes now and i just i love it so much i love it that they cover a lot of 80s movies Mm -hmm. and older because i've seen all those yeah but a lot of movies within the last 10 years or so i haven't seen so so. actually they have a cutoff date i think it's like 2000 maybe then it's perfect it's perfect it's like uh, the movies that we grew up watching and they're just watching them from today's societal standards and being like wow that did or did not age well yes i listened to one episode i listened to the 16 candles episode which i already knew that didn't age well right you just know oh, oh, you know jesus yeah, yeah and it's because that... it's just it's so bad so i totally fangirled and wrote to them yes and i was like you guys have to do three o'clock high that movie is just so freaking weird. And it's like a perfect 80s. I think it was like 1987 that it came out. Anyway, they're totally going to do it eventually, I'm sure. I'm or so else stoked. they're like, sure. They just like block us on Instagram. Yeah, I want to I want to listen to more of them. They're pretty funny. I noticed that the earlier episodes, they have commercials, but they're not like real ads. They're hilarious. Made up ads. Go, yeah, they're made up ads. They're great. Anyway, guys, go check it out. Paul and Erica, they have like the best chemistry anyway i want everyone to go follow them and like them and listen and uh side note if you give them a five-star review you get a free tote okay so can we do that give a free tote well i don't mean i mean i don't know about a free tote because we don't want to be complete you know stealers of ideas but right right we could give something for free yeah we do well we did that one thing where we would send we a did sticker. stickers but right. i mean not everybody's super stoked about a sticker would you guys be into that would you be into giving us a five-star review yes. if we send mm-hmm. you some free shit let us know and what do you want I mean, you know, let's keep it reasonable. Do you need a cat? I have some. We could do like a button. You're you're really into buttons and patches, but I feel like you're the only person. That's my that's my 80s childhood. You it's know your what I mean? it's your flair. It is, it's my flair. Well, I mean, I know you do in your line of work, you do some outreach and you get mm-hmm, all kinds mm-hmm. of swag. So I think we could figure out what would be the best swag. Just a pen. Look, we're just bribing you for five star reviews. And there's no shame. Because if you're here and you enjoy, then why not uh let the world know? Yeah. Because somebody gave us a what was it like a two star and it's like and they just bitched about me (laughs) jed stop interrupting megan and i was like that's our dynamic she told me to interrupt (laughs) oh honest to god i was our second episode i was like jen i don't know if i have enough for this whole episode can you just like interject every so often it was your first episode it was i was to tell a story and she was super nervous i was so nervous she practiced a lot and then she was like, could you just interject a lot and ask a lot of questions right. so that it's, it'll be better? And then lo and behold, someone bitched about it. 
I mean, feedback is good, but also... We definitely love the feedback. You could send us feedback via the email. There are 500,000 podcasts. And if we're just not for you, it's fine. (laughs) And for those of you who listen and enjoy us in your ear holes, we love you. you. We love you so much. Thank you. That's just some thinking out loud right now. Stream of consciousness. Which is what you're here for. So, Megan... Yes, do you Jen. have some a science news for us this week? I do have science news. I did what well, one last thing I want to share. Oh, we're still sharing. Is that Italy won the European Cup? Oh, congratulations! Yes, my father is very excited. Uh, I got to repaint my nails a normal color now, but okay, uh, good. Yeah, good. they he was super stoked, and I think on the Patreon episode I was like, oh, it's the World Cup. It was not the World Cup. It's the European Cup. Oh, Just okay. FYI, there are apparently different international cups we, all over the place. Yes. And then there's the World Cup, which, which is most people in most parts of the world really know that, but we don't. Italy won in a shootout against Britain. Britain's like not happy about it. Yeah. Those, that's our sports news. Is what it is. Is what it is. Italy's just better. But I'm better. happy. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, they, yeah, they won. <laughs> all right. I do have two little science newsy things today for okay us. awesome I'm one excited. you sent me a few like maybe like an hour ago and i was like that is amazing yeah it was yes yeah and the other i found and thought would be fun so this first one is on scientific american uh-huh. and it is it is called poem lesson from the west african lungfish we talked about lungfish yeah what episode was that it was a desert one the marathon it might have been marathon, or it might have been the one where you talked about the outback, but it was definitely a desert one. Okay. Yeah, we talked about lungfish and what they what what happens uh, when the river dries up. Right, right, right. The poem was written by Christina Olson on July first of this year. I'm bad at reading poems, just FYI. In a year of panic, envy, any creature who estivates in the heat, lie in a cavity with mucus and hunker down. A bunker hardens around you. Watch the river shrivel without worry. In the 1950s, humans dug up backyards, poured concrete, stocked canned goods. The lungfish feeds not off spam, but from its own muscle, digests itself into slime and vitamin. When the rivers flood again, emerge from your opposite hibernation. Your legs don't walk, but they taste. Masticate, mash, gulp, slurp. Scientists say you are in a constant state of agitation, but they are just jealous. They too want to touch everything again, to pull themselves from the muck and mire. They watch you gulp a goldfish, exhale orange flakes, swim between stars in this little galaxy, the one you built wholly from yourself. I thought it was kind of a sweet little... I love like, it. ode to the lungfish. Yes, I love it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And do I need to like do the snaps? That is so cool. I saw it and I was like, that's kind of a different sciencey related news. It and is. Scientific American uh, like, published it. That's great. That is great. What, yeah. Sorry, what's the author's name again? Let's give her another. Yeah, Christina shot. Olson. Christina Olson. Way to go. She has a couple different poetry collections if people are into poetry. One is called Terminal Human Velocity. And the other one is called Before I Came Home Naked. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. So and she has some I don't know what chat books are. Is that like chapter books? Is that like the new cool way to say chapter books? I don't don't know. That's weird. I don't know. It's called Weird Science and Rook and the M.E. Somebody is like, maybe, yeah, maybe a chapter book is like a different story every chapter. Oh, maybe. Somebody's like, yelling it at us right, right? now. They're, they're, like, they're screaming. They're like, why don't you? You idiots. Listen, yes, we're not I'm literary. Sure we we're not literary nerds. We're science nerds. Yes. So let's just. Let's just. I mean, it, that's why I can't even there. read a poem correctly. No, you did a great job. <laughs> Thanks, man. Because like I, in my mind, I'm reading it like a paper. Right. Just like, no, no, you did better than that. Thanks. Give yourself some credit. 
Arts. All right. You were in band, Megan. I was in band. Well, I mean, music you is different. Perform. I love this story. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Thank you for sending it. It's about bees. You all know we love bees. We love yeah. talking about bees. And this just kind of, you know, adds to our, our episode. And I feel like a lot of people really love the bee episode. Yeah. We got a lot of good feedback from yeah. that episode. I think that sting index. People can relate. People did not know about the tarantula hawk wasp. Right. Or the bullet ant. Jesus. Yeah. So now you know. And people realize that they have seen them around them. And one of our patrons had said. Yeah. Mel mentioned that she grew up like and they would just play with them around. Right. Oh, my God. So frightening. I'm so glad you didn't get stung. Wait, it sounded like you said they would play with them. But you mean they would just be playing outside and there would be. I feel like she said that they kind of played with them. Oh, my God. I don't know. I have to go back and look at it. But they just didn't realize that they were. They were like. They said they were kind of big blue flying things. And they were just like, oh, cool. That's cool. These are neat. (laughs) Yeah, because you're kids and you don't know. Okay, so you sent this article to me. It is from Tree Hugger. It is by Michael Graham Richard. And actually, this is a little bit of an older article, but fun. It's called Beekeeping Dog in, quote, Astronaut Suit Detects Infected Hives by Smell. Yes. And there is a picture, and we will post this picture of this dog in the astronaut suit. It's the cutest. I love dogs. beekeeper suit. Yeah, it's like a little beekeeper suit with little tiny doggy shoes. And a little mask with the, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's like a cone, but it's not really a cone of shame. It's like a cone to keep the bees out. And he just looks so okay with it. It's like a black lab. Yeah. He's just like, I'm just doing my job. If I put anything like this on any of my animals, they would just lay down on the ground and just not anymore. They would be like, <laughs> would I'm just done. just be like, I'm just not. Fuck you. I'm not moving. <laughs> uh, but this dog is awesome. It, you know, talks about the importance of bees. We talked about that in the bee. If you don't know the importance of bees, go back and listen to the bee episode. Listen to the bee episode. So important. But this is a story from Australia and there is... Yeah, this black lab named Baz, which I love. Baz. You got to say it like Australian. (laughs) Baz. So good at Australian. Mm -hmm. His owner is a beekeeper. His name is Josh Kennett. And he's trained Baz to detect a bee disease called the American Fowl Brood. American Fowl Brood. Of course, it's the American. Well. What does it do? Does it say? It says that it's just an infection. And I guess uh, like highly contagious in some way transmittable the transmittable infection yeah um but you can only find it by high magnification as humans but baz because he's you know a badass dog can smell it yeah do all kinds of things yeah can detect in order for him to sniff out the the hives and Mm -hmm. not get stung right they have to put him in the this cute astronaut bee suit It turns out there's no cure for the American fowl brood disease. And so the earlier they can detect it, the better they can keep it from spreading to other colonies. Dogs are amazing. Yeah. I love that. So I imagine that they had to start with like, okay, let's put, you know, learn how to walk in the shoes because a lot of dogs don't like that. Then let's learn to have something over your face, like kind of piece by piece. They didn't just like throw the suit on. Right. They're just like, all right, let's go. I mean, I'm sure most dogs would just be like, no, that's not happening. Because you guys got to go check this out. We will post it. Yeah. But I actually saw it. um, I think somebody posted a meme on Instagram about it. And I saw it from that. But then I looked up the article. I'm like, is this real? And it was. That's so cool. Yeah. Thanks for that. Thanks for the the poem. And thank you for that (laughs) sharing the awesome bee suit story. Because dogs, we love dogs. Dogs are amazing. Not as amazing as cats, but I'll give them. Well, we are going to talk about cats today. (laughs) Cat episode number two. That was a great segue. Uh I am excited. It's not like the cat episode, Megan. We're not going to an island of 
sweet cats in this cool Japanese island. And Then I'm out. I don't know. <laughs> this is a little more ferocious. Oh, my God. These aren't the cuddly ones. These are the ones that are going to eat your face off, but pretty not much. like when you're dead. Yeah. Sweet. They're pretty much just going to jump on your head. I am going to start off with a little story. Actually, a few stories. I'm so ready. The first one is like a badass Chuck Norris story. Is Chuck Norris actually in it? No, but oh. he embodied this person. Oh, perfect. Okay. Okay. So on February 4th, 2019, 31-year-old Travis Kaufman, he was running at the Horsetooth Mountain in Larimer County, Colorado. It was around in midday, noonish. Mm-hmm. This was his first mistake. Oh, no. He set out for a 12 to 15 mile run that day. What? Like, but why is he like like why? is he a distance runner why why would you do that to yourself <laughs> he decided this time mm-hmm. fortunately not to listen to music or podcasts or anything which oh. also is kind of wow interesting to run that far with nothing in your ears but it was smart probably a decision that probably saved his life so he was about halfway through the run and he stopped at the top of this ridge It was a little icy and there's kind of different trails going different ways. So he would have normally taken this one West Ridge Trail, but because it was icy and he's like, yeah, I don't want to deal with that. He was about a quarter mile onto that other trail that he wasn't planning to take. And he heard some rustling of pine needles and like sticks breaking behind him. And he was like, it's probably a deer or some little critter. right? Yeah. A woodland creature. (laughs) So he turned around just to see what was there. And it was a mountain lion. It was about 10 feet behind him. I mean, he knows where he's running in Colorado. Mm -hmm. You can run into mountain lions. So he knows what to do. He threw up his arms. You try to make yourself look big and scary. Okay. So you want to make them go away. You know, he did that. But instead of running away, the mountain lion just leapt onto him. (laughs) The mountain lion was like, hold my beer. (laughs) (laughs) The mountain lion was like, oh, you want to play, do you? Is this uh, time for playing? Do you want me to tickle you under your arms? What are we doing Why are you doing that? Yes. It jumped on Travis. Fuck. Grabbed his wrist in its mouth. So his his whole wrist is inside this giant cat's mouth. Like his hand and wrist? Or is it like it clamped on from the side? It seemed like it was his whole, like his wrist. So the teeth were going like it was grabbing onto his wrist and started clawing at his face and his leg. And he started yelling because you're supposed to like, you know, fight back and yell, Mm -hmm. which is what he did. He said that cat had the cat. I mean, it is a cat. It's a cat, yeah. The mountain lion had his hand in his jaw the whole time. The entire time when he was like trying to fight and it wrapped the rest of its body like around him so that his claws were all on his digging into his back. This is what he told reporters after this happened that he's been a cat dad for six months and he knew how dangerous back legs of a cat could be. Oh, yeah. Because you think about it with your cats. Oh, if you ever do the thing where they're on their back Mm -hmm. and you, you know, put your hand and they kick you with their back legs. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine that's your whole body. Imagine that that cat is, you know, not just your forearm. A hundred pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, this cat was slightly smaller. This was a juvenile cat. They found out later, but he knew he was like, shit. And that wave of fear. So the only thing he could do at that point was just struggle like hell and try to fight back. And while they were doing that, they fell about 20 feet off of the trail into this gully. But when they fell, the lion landed on its back. So he had the advantage. Yeah. And this guy is not a big guy. He's like 150 pounds, mm-hmm. you know, five foot ten dude. But this is where Chuck Norris entered his body. 
and was like, let's do this, Travis. I got you. So he, With some jeans? Some, did he go running in jeans? Wait, wait, He didn't wait, have wait. jeans, but there was oh, maybe okay. some mullet. That's, I headband. can see it. I can see it. So what he did was he used one of his legs to hold down the mountain lion's back legs, the hindquarters. Oh, dang, yeah. And then he tried hitting it with like rocks and sticks or whatever he could. During all of their fighting, he was able to get his foot on the mountain lion's neck. It kind of makes me sad, but yeah, he, yeah. you're going to die. You're being right. attacked. Do he's, what you got to d- do. Yeah, yeah, he's fighting for his life. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. he put his foot onto the neck and was able to suffocate choke, it. Choke it out. Yeah. yeah. And so and he said that he told reporters he gave a barbarian yell. Oh, my God. I, oh. I, I, so is he kind of like, <laughs> is he kind of like A-frame straddling, like holding down the back legs with one well, foot? Well, I didn't and see like, it, but this okay. is just how they describe it. So I imagine like he's got, yeah, he's got like yeah. one leg kind of trying to hold and the other foot on, because it's still on holding neck. onto his wrist. Right. So he, oh, this is like a game of Twister, like deadly Twister. Deadly Twister. He felt the mountain lion let loose of his wrist, right. and that's when he knew that it had died. Oh. He said the whole ordeal lasted 10 minutes, and then the cat was dead. Okay, and not to be, like, too morbid Okay, or anything, but we can be. But, you know, when they talk about, because we've both watched so many serial killer murder shows. Yes. And they talk about how long it takes to actually, the strength required to, to actually strangle someone, a it's person. It's like six minutes or something. Yeah. Yeah. A mountain lion? Yeah. Because they're, and they're fighting. Well, I and mean, they, I guess anybody being strangled would be fighting, but right, still. But, but still, no one has claws on the end. I mean, yes. even if you have long nails, it's not the same thing as like a mountain lion's freaking yes. claws. Yes. That's insane. Yeah. It took some strength. I mean, and that's fighting for your life. Yeah. I'm glad he won this battle. He was, of course, bloody, torn up. Right. So he started running down the trail looking for someone to help him. And the whole time he kept thinking like, it's going to come back. It's going to be following right. me. So he's just like freaking out. He finally found like another runner and found some hikers and they took him to the hospital where he had two dozen stitches or more than. The Colorado Parks and Wildlife went out and they found it dead right. where he said it was. And it had weighed between around 35 to 40 pounds. It was pretty small. So earlier when he was first encountered it, Mm-hmm. I think I forgot to mention because it was small because usually they're a hundred pounds or more. Right there, this one was so small he was worried there would be a mother nearby, right. and yeah. so he kept thinking this one's attacking me. Where's the mom? But it never came. Must have been just a really small juvenile that was out prowling around, maybe hungry. Mm-hmm. Travis was, according to the Colorado Parks and Wildlife, he was the twenty-second person attacked by a mountain lion in Colorado since 1990. And this is so a lot of people wanted to hear his story because it's pretty badass. Mm-hmm. He's not the only one who's ever fought off and won and killed a mountain lion. There's been other people, but he did it with like with bare hands. Right. So that's <laughs> like a lot of people had a knife or had something else. He said he's worried he wouldn't be able to live up to his Chuck Norris-like reputation. <laughs> it's pretty cool. We'll post a picture of him and he's a pretty cool guy. He started running again, but this time he tries to go with a friend just in case. But he still runs through the woods? Yeah, because the chances of getting attacked by a right. mountain lion, and I'll bring this up later, it's so rare. Yeah. Because they're solitary animals. They don't usually attack humans. Mm -hmm. It tends to be a theme, and I'll go into the biology and kind of why they think this is happening later, but it seems to be a thing that young juvenile males especially are the ones that are more likely to attack. Same year in April. Mm -hmm. This is nuts. Okay, I'm ready. (laughs) 
You're giving me the serious look over our, we have a new mic set up. Yes. Which we can talk about later, but you're giving me the look like this is crazy. And I'm like, oh my God. This is crazy. In 2019, in April, a Canadian mom, her name's Chelsea Lockhart. She fought off a cougar or a mountain lion Mm -hmm. who was attempting to maul her seven-year-old son in their backyard. Oh God. So here she is in her house. She's just like cleaning, like doing some dishes or whatever. And her kid's outside. I mean, he she can see him mm-hmm. and hear him outside, just right outside playing. And then she heard him like scuffling with something. This is at Lake uh, Cowichan, I think is what it's called. Vancouver Island. So she ran outside like, what is going on? Like, what is he doing out here? Right. And when she saw him, he had a mountain lion on him. <sighs> And he was struggling to get it off. This is what she told the local news. I ran downstairs toward his voice. I turned a corner and saw this animal on my child. He was on the ground and the mountain lion was attached to his arm. She said, I had a mom instinct, right? I just slept on it and tried to pry its mouth open. And she goddamn did. Holy shit. She did. She's like, I don't know where I got the strength, but I I would do that. Yeah. I would be like, I'm now going to rip your head off because you're attacking my child. Just wait. Mountain lion? Watch this mama lion. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Take that out. I mean, (laughs) I'm I'm leaving that one in. So she said, I looked at him and I just thought, oh my God, my kid could die right now before my eyes. All you think is, what can you do? What can you do in your own physical strength? I'm so grateful for him to be alive. So he was okay. He survived the attack with only a gash on his head and a few little cuts on his neck and arms. And some severe trauma. Also, she said, I knew in my own power and in my own strength, I wasn't going to be able to pry its mouth open. So I started praying in tongues. I'm just crying out to the Lord. Three sentences into praying, it released and ran away. <laughs> it was all like what the hell are you doing lady <laughs> like she's speaking to tongues and it was like all right peace out <laughs> he's like oh fuck this yeah it's like that it's like the tiktok when it's like excuse me sir do you have a moment to discuss <laughs> jesus christ our lord and savior sir <laughs> and the mountain lion just ran yeah good on her i mean that she saved her kid and whatever what you takes, need yeah do, do you whatever it is you need yes. to do to get the freaking yeah being the mother of a boy child i guarantee you when she left wherever she was kitchen upstairs whatever she was pissed she's like, like what is what the he fuck into? are you doing down there what right. have you broken what are you getting into stop breaking my stuff on the porch guaranteed that's how she right. came at it so she already had like a level of mom anger yes that you know like and then she saw that and her stomach went right up into her throat yeah and then she she was was like like, i gotta i gotta murder a mountain lion right now this is gonna happen i mean she was already ready to murder let's be honest but (laughs) it just the object of her anger just switched from yeah (laughs) moms are crazy Dude. We know because we are them. It's the truth. The British Columbia Conservation Office Officer Service said they found two mountain lions. They were juvenile males mm-hmm. about 20 yards from their home. And they were both hungry and looking for food. Oh. They did euthanize them. There's several stories I'm going to tell you that are not so good. Oh. Mountain lion um, attacks. This one is really sad and terrible. And I don't have many of the details, but I do know um, a 55-year-old hiker, Diana Bobber. She went out hiking on the Oregon Trail called the Hunchback Trail, and it's in Fort Hood. Oh, okay. August 29, 2018, and was reported missing. They found, some hikers found her backpack, and they saw that her car had been left in the parking lot at mm. the base of the mountain, and so they were they were out looking for her. They found her about two weeks later at the bottom of a 200-foot embankment. They found her, took her back when they got the autopsy report 
the cause of death was an animal attack. Oh, no. And they knew it was a mountain lion. So this was the first on record by a mountain lion in Oregon. Mm -hmm. In Washington, there had been a couple of attacks. One was on some mountain bikers that were attacked on some trails. One was attacked on their bike. I think it like jumped, the mountain lion jumped on his head and he like tried to hightail it out so i th- i think what happened is he was just like riding away as fast as possible the problem is is that it got his friend on the other bike oh no and so by the time he got for got to help because there was no signal where they were at mm-hmm. and then they got people back his friend had been killed by the mountain lion and the mountain lion had actually dragged that person to what they thought to their den right and was when they found it, it was standing over the body of his friend. Oh. It was really sad. So they euthanized that one. There's a picture of them with the, with the, the mountain dead line. mountain lion. Right, right. right. There's actually one from earlier. I just kind of love this story. It's totally okay. They were fine. But this one was in Humboldt County. And there was a couple named Jim and Nell Ham. And they were doing a hike. This was in January of 2007. Mm-hmm. They were hiking through the Prairie Creek Redwood State Park. And they heard like a some sounds, of course, behind them. And mm-hmm. they look around and it was just like, <laughs> I just, because it says in the air, it's claws straight out in front was a mountain lion <laughs> flying towards his head. Oh my God. I just like, it's like a cartoon. It's like, you know, one of those like, like it's just like flying. Like anime, like slow motion kind of thing with like the lines behind it. I mean, how fucking scary. Some super Saiyan mountain lion. So it went towards Jim. Yeah. Like flew at his head. You know, instinctively he like ducked down. It flew by. It landed on the trail. And then it turned and lunged at him. Wait, 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 wait. The mountain lion. Was leaping through the air. And Jim, Jim ducked. Jim, Jim just, he was like down. Like, d-. dude. That's Listen, he that's may have great. been like 70-some, but he had some moves, okay? Some reflexes. He did. And he said, that's when I realized I was going to have to fight this thing. Oh, damn. He's not effing around. And he was like 70, 75 talking about this, so he's like 74 or so. He said he figured he would fight it as though he were fighting like a dog attacking him. Okay. So he also knew, he knew that you're supposed to fight back. You're not supposed to just, you're not supposed to run, mm-hmm. which is hard to remember. Right. And you're not supposed to lay down and pretend like you're dead. Yes. What about pooping on yourself? Oh, uh, well. Mean, we've talked about this before. These theories should be tested. I still need to look that stuff up. I feel like it would confuse the cat. They'd be like, wait, what? Why? What is something's wrong with this one? I don't think. I think I should just leave it. Right. This whole thing, this whole, uh, they keep talking about it. it, went on for six minutes. Jesus. So what happened is that Jim kind of put his arm out to protect him and it was an 80 pound female mountain lion. It grabbed his arm and... He said that he was trying to like fight it, like hit its throat. Then it like hit his head really hard and took a chunk out of his head, his scalp. And he said he was super dazed and he kept yelling. He said, I heard my wife yelling for me to fight. <laughs> Wait, so like on the side, Nell is like, fight, 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 fight. Nell is like, come on, fucking hit him. So Nell was 71 at the time. She mm-hmm. was about 20 feet in front when she heard yelling. And she said it was just like, like the worst sound. And she just saw that her husband's head was in this mountain lion's mouth. Oh, She picked God. up an eight foot long tree limb, Nell did. And no. she ran up to the lion and she began like whacking at him with that eight foot long. I'm just picturing like eight feet is really long. That's really long. That's a damn, like Nell, that's get like, it girl. That's like those videos where there's like a Labrador retriever in the woods. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) and it just like picks up a giant stick and they can't fit it through the door 
These people are just badass anyway. And they're in their 70s just fighting right. off. And she's getting eight foot long limbs. She runs and she's like hitting it. And she's, I mean, of course, it's a terrible, horrible experience for them. Yes, but yes. they fought like hell. They go into a lot of detail about how her husband, like he talks about how he's t- trying to like jam his finger in the thing, in the, in the mountain throat? lion's nose. Oh. And the face like trying to poke its eye. And he's yelling at her like, poke it in the eye. And there was like, a, they had a pen and they're trying to poke it. I mean, they were doing everything they could. It wouldn't let go. And Jim was like, that's it. Gonna die. Then Nell rammed a limb into the cougar's head and it jumped back finally. Oh my and God. And then it had its ears down. She thought it was going to pounce. Yeah. But it just ran away. It was like, ah, never mind. You two are crazy with your giant eight foot limb. They went back. They got some help. They were okay. They share their stories with everybody. There were two juvenile lions. So later when the parks people came and looked at it, there were two juvenile lions a male and a female and they were tracked down and euthanized Mm. and they did find blood on one of them so they knew that that was he was likely at least that's what they said jim almost died from his infections and had to be flown to a special medical center in san francisco for treatment but in the end they were okay and shared their experience with others Experts say the reason that they survived is because they didn't run away and they never lost their cool. Yeah, I, I feel like they lost their cool. S- I was screaming. Yeah, I, I would be losing my mind. Everybody would lose their cool. 100%. Yeah, but that, they fought back. That's I interesting that's about the, the infections because I remember you were talking when we did the cat episode, we were talking about how cats kill and how when they bite things mm-hmm. like it's worse than dogs, you were saying, because dogs usually tear skin mm-hmm. of a cat. They puncture, right? Mm-hmm. And so the infection can get... It gets in there. This is so straight from Wikipedia, and you could look it up, but I'm just going to tell you. It claims there have been 125 attacks since in the last 100 years. Oh, that's so. That's really uh, low. That's lower than sharks, isn't it? And that's just attacks. And 27 of those were fatal. It's low. Yeah, it's lower than sharks. And that's within just North America. It does say it's extremely rare and occurs much less frequently than snake bites, lightning strikes, or bee stings. Oh. Uh, children are particularly vulnerable. That makes sense. Because they're little, easy, easy prey. And especially children, and most of these were children that were killed in attacks because they were by themselves. Right. So usually if you're with your kid, it's not going to happen. So let's take a look at some of these unfortunate victims over the past 100 years. Let's hear it. It's morbid, but I like to read because some of these are straight from old-timey articles. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's an unnamed child, three years old. This is from August 24th, 1868. It just says, killed by cougar. And this is from the Oregon Herald. I don't know what this means. It says, on the 21st instant, a little child, three years old, of Mr. Patton, living on Rear Creek, three miles west of Long Tom in Lane County, was killed by a cougar. The child was playing in the yard and within 10 feet of the door of the dwelling when a cougar sprang upon it from the bushes, which grew near the house. The mother, seeing the beast drag her child towards the timber, seized a stick and started in pursuit. She attacked the cougar with such resolution that it dropped its burden, the child, Weird. Jesus. And the heroic woman taking the lifeless body under one arm and her only remaining child under the other made oh. her way to the neighbor's house a mile and a half distance. That's so really sad. She had her her injured or dead child in one arm and her other child in the other, and she had to walk a mile and a half to the neighbors. That's awful. Isn't that awful? That's from the newspaper. There was another seven-year-old in June 19th, 1890. It just says killed and eaten by two cougars while playing near his home. Jesus. 
Texas. In California. There was Frank Cook, age unknown. November 11th, 1901, attacked by a cougar east of the Santa Catarina landing. Unknown male, March 1st, 1904, killed by a cougar. Isola Kennedy, 38, female, and Earl Wilson, 10, male. This is in 1909 in July. A rabid cougar attacked a woman and child in Morgan Hill in Santa Clara County, California. Both victims died from rabies, not from their physical injuries. And this is the only instance of a double fatality and the only instance where the victim succumbed to disease rather than injuries. Weird. I, I, I guess I didn't realize that cougars could get rabies. Yeah. That makes sense, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this one, a kid um, in 1911 was killed by a cougar inside his home, three years old. Inside his home? Inside his home in Texas, Beaumont, Texas. Um, This is 1924, attacked and killed. It was a 13-year-old as he tried to outrun a cougar. Oh, no, no, no. Don't do that. I hate these. In 1940. June 1949 was actually the month and year my mom was born. A seven-year-old kid was killed in Eton while on the beach in British Columbia. Oh, man. Yeah, there's some other ones. This one, five-year-old Elena, she was attacked, dragged off in Eton in Tampico, Mexico. It's crazy. They have a pretty big range. Yeah, they do. Another one in 1971, 12-year-old male attacked and killed in British Columbia by a male cougar playing when he was out playing with his sisters. It's just crazy. Anyway, there's a most of these are kids. One of them was just like this little five-year-old boy in 1989. His, this is in Montana. He was out riding his tricycle and there were like two or three cougars that attacked and killed him. Jeez. I know. It's crazy. Killed and eaten while jogging. This is an 18-year-old male. This is in 1991 in Idaho Springs, Colorado. A seven-year-old in 1992 attacked and killed in British Columbia while playing in the schoolyard. You're not safe anywhere. This were, These are ones probably people remember from 1994. 40-year-old Barbara Schroner or Schoner. She was a long-distance runner. She was attacked and killed while jogging in the California's Auburn State Recreation Area. It's like all together when you're reading them kind of all together, you're like, mm-hmm. wow, these are dangerous animals a lot. But yeah. in actuality, it's over 100 years. This one, Cindy Perlin, she was 36. She was trying to defend her six-year-old son on a horseback riding trip in British Columbia. And she died. Mm. Just to better her son lived. And then in 1997, another in Rocky Mountain National Park in Colorado, a 10-year-old kid, he had gotten ahead of his family on the trail and was mm-hmm. killed by a mountain lion. My son likes to trail run whenever we go on hikes. Mm-hmm. And he's lucky that we live here and we've lived in, you know, like the only time he's ever really gone hiking has been when we're in places that don't have apex predators just roaming around. Mm-hmm. This was another one in 2001. Somebody was skiing. Oh, shit. In the Banff National Park in Alberta was killed. Mm-hmm. 30-year-old Francis Frost. There's just a lot. Robert Najowski, 55, in June 2008, they found his partially devoured body near his mobile home in New Mexico. That's Pinos Altos, New Mexico. They concluded that he had been attacked, killed, and eaten by a cougar several days earlier. Oh, my God. The last two on here are the ones that I mentioned. Mm -hmm. The S.J. Brooks uh, was 32. That was the one that was killed when they were on a bike with their friend. Mm -hmm. And then the other one was Diana Bobber in Oregon. So it's all sad and crazy. I've been reading articles about this. And the reason I wanted to talk about mountain lions... There's a video on TikTok, or I don't know if it's a TikTok video or what it's on. I think it's on TikTok. About that guy who had that mountain lion following him. 
mm-hmm. and like kind of leaping at him and we've all seen the pictures of it and yeah. he keeps and he's kind of yelling and trying to make himself big and kind of slowly move away but it keeps following him as he's going back yeah you saw it right yeah yeah so my daughter saw that and she was like mom you have to do a story about mountain lions because that's so scary and i was like okay <laughs> no problem and it turns out that it's just incredibly rare it is it's super rare but people are scared Especially in those areas, Colorado, California, and, you know, some of the areas where it happens more often, what's happening is people want to kill them. Right. Let's talk about it. So the mountain lion is also commonly known as a cougar, a puma, a mountain cat, a catamount, or a panther. Oh, catamount. I've never heard. That's fun. There's also a subpopulation in Florida, which we all have heard of. Oh, yeah. Known as the Florida panther. Yes. So they are all from the family Felidae, mm-hmm. okay? And their genus and species is the Puma concolor. Concolor? That's fine. C-O-N-C-O-L-O-R, concolor. And it's known by so many names that it's actually been listed by the Guinness Book of World Records as the mammal with the most names. Oh, wow. Right? But we also know a little something about cougars. We do? <laughs> We're talking about lady cougars? Lady cougars. I think I might be in that category now. I lowered my, what's it called? Age to like 25. Yeah. Like I was like, what is the definition of a cougar? It says any woman older, 40 and over, which 40 is not older, but it says 40 (laughs) and older into having sex with young guys. Not so much just like meeting people casually. It's like older women purposely going out and looking for. Okay. So there's like the sex factor. Yeah. I think there's a sex factor. Then never mind. I'm not. I don't think you qualify. I don't qualify. And a puma is Mm -hmm. often regarded as a woman under the age of 40 who prefers younger men. Cougars get a bad rap, but like who are these pumas? So I didn't know if it was an age thing. I thought it was just like however the age difference is, Mm -hmm. is what made you a cougar or a puma. Because my husband's younger than me and they're like, oh, you're a cougar. It kind of like irritates me, but I was like, no, I'm more of a puma (laughs) because there's not like that much of an age difference. Like to me, a big age difference is when you could have birthed. That's my personal cutoff (laughs) but for other people out there i feel like whatever works for you and your relationship and makes you happy do it so if you're an adult and you fall in love with another adult and there's big age difference as long as you're happy sure 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 and they're happy for me personally yeah i'm like i could not go i just couldn't someone who could have come out of your lady parts good god megan how do you have to <laughs> this conversation is so weird already it's not it's just well because you i don't want to offend Sorry. anybody oh okay yeah, yeah 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 to me i don't think it's a very nice thing to say right or puma or anything yeah yeah yeah. because, because it's, it's also labeling women mm-hmm. do people label men I, I the only thing i can think of is dirty old man but it's like somehow no, acceptable. there is a name is there oh, i looked it my up god i love you it's called a manther shut up or a Rhino, which I don't get that one, rhino. but Manther or Rhino is when the older man version, male version of a cougar. There, there's probably some women out there that are like, I'm a cougar. And they right, love who, it. Who might be into it. They're really into it, but yeah, yeah. I, I don't like it. If you're adult, just do it. It's Whatever makes good. you happy. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, so I had to bring it up because, you know, it's like saying the word cougar nowadays. Right. It just... Everybody thinks of that. It's true. It's yeah. true. Well, and then they had that show that Courtney Cox was in. What was Did that? you ever watch that? No. It was kind of funny. It was like a little bit sitcomish, but like without the laugh track. What was it called? I think it was just called Cougar. Oh, that's weird. No, I never saw that. Yeah, it was good. Courtney Cox? Courtney, she drinks a lot of wine. She has like oh, a giant I'm, thing I'm of wine. That. I mean, I feel like you would have liked that. Yeah, it's called Cougar Town. I, really now it. that you say that, I remember, yeah. but I never watched it. 
So like I said, the Florida panther is included in the species, and they're actually the only known population of breeding mountain lions in the eastern United States. Oh. Another subspecies was the eastern cougar, but they were officially declared extinct by U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service in 2001. Mm. Actually, mountain lions used to be the smallest of all the big cats in North America, Mm -hmm. but a lot of the large cats died out when all the big stuff died around 11,000 years ago Mm -hmm. from the Pleistocene era. There was an American lion. It was huge. There was also some uh, the saber-toothed tiger. What, what, what? There was a jaguar and there was an American cheetah. But they all actually went extinct a long time ago. The jaguar is still around. It's just extirpated, Megan. Hey, we know that word. If you're not sure what we're talking about, I forget what episode it was, (laughs) but we talk about it. But it's extirpated meaning it exists elsewhere yeah but not in north america so the only one left is the mountain lion it's crazy so when the early spanish explorers came to north and south america they called it leon or the gato monte the cat of the mountain Uh. (laughs) yes that's where we get the name mountain lion puma came from the incas they say cougar came from a native american word from the south it says old south and I can't even say this, but it's like Kugua Kuarana. Kugua Kuarana. Oh. I kind of like that. But they shortened it to cougar. And panther is just more of a general term for cats who have solid colored coats. Oh. So it was also used for pumas and black jaguars. All the names they say, it's all, any of them are correct. Mm-hmm. They use puma a lot because that is the, the genus. Oh, okay. The yeah, scientific yeah, yeah. Yeah. name. Mm-hmm. When I was going through those stories, it switched between mountain lion and cougar, depending on where people live. Mostly in California, they call them mountain lions. And everywhere else, as far as in BC and some of the other states, they called them cougars. My high school mascot was a cougar. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You were the cougars. Did you have cougars in Georgia? I don't think so. There might have still been cougars in Georgia at that time. No, there weren't. No. (laughs) Historically, let me just tell you. Let me enlighten you, Megan. Yes, yes, yes. yes, The Florida panther ranged from Louisiana to South Florida and most of the southeastern United States. But it was declared endangered in 1967. Oh. So I actually went back and I tried to look to see if it was one of the first listed species. Mm -hmm. But I didn't see it on the list. But guess what was? What? The American alligator. Oh. Mm -hmm. So in 1973, the Florida panther was protected under the Endangered Species Act. And according to the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission's annual report, the research and management of Florida panthers from 2020, there's now around 120 to 230 individuals left living on less than 5% of their historic range. So let's talk about the mountain lion's status. It's listed as least concerned by the IUCN since 2008. Mm. For six years previous, it was on the near-threatened list. It recognizes six subspecies of mountain lion throughout its range, and it spans from Canada through the United States, Central and South America, all the way down to Chile. Chile. So the IUCN, the group that gets together and the people who are experts in mountain lions, they know that the population is likely decreasing, Mm -hmm. but the numbers don't quite yet justify threatened status. And because it has the largest geographic range of any terrestrial mammal in the Western Hemisphere. Wow. Yeah. 
crazy. Yeah, I was going to say, when you're telling those stories, it's like Mm -hmm. they're everywhere. They have a huge range. And when you look at that, they're solitary animals. Mm -hmm. It's kind of hard for them to come up with the exact number. But they are saying there's um, probably about 5,000 in Canada and around 10,000 in the U.S. And those are a little bit old numbers. So it could be a little bit different right now. And they're still least concern? Least concern. Seems like a small population. You know, they have to look at all the factors. Mm -hmm. And I, I think maybe because they have such a wide range. It makes me wonder too, like how territorial they are. Are you going to talk about that? Sorry. No, I don't know if I'm going to talk about it or not. Because I wonder if like if they're solitary, it's like they're just like a bunch of hermits, really. Right. Murderous hermits. Yes. And they're all just like, don't fucking come in my territory. I'm going to make it a billion acres. Yeah. You know how we always look up what a group of an animal is called? Yeah, yeah. Like the wombats. Our Our wisdoms. Yes. Yeah. I looked up what a group of mountain lions or cougars would be called Uh and there was nothing because they're solitary they're like it was like they're like fuck no hey dum-dum why are you even looking this up because there's never a group the only time they're ever ever in a group is when they're babies in a litter i don't know why that just made me a little bit sad yeah so i'll get into it a little bit more but they are they are protected under cites okay so you remember what that is the convention on international Mm -hmm. trade of endangered species and they are protected since 1977 so that means that you cannot you know catch one and sell it right yeah whatever that's good mountain lions are generally a solid color Mm -hmm. they say tawny color with slightly darker hair on the back and a little whitish underside tawny sounds like one of those words you would have in a crossword puzzle yeah i kind of like that word right tawny tawny the ones living in warm humid areas tend to be darker or reddish brown and the ones in cooler climates have a thicker longer hair which is more silver gray in color adult males can be more than eight feet long um, from the tip of their nose to the tip of their tail so that's adding a long tail Mm -hmm. but they can weigh from between 130 and 150 pounds which is crazy which is why the guy travis that got attacked by a juvenile that was only what did i say 30 to 40 pounds yeah that was a pretty small one compared to what could have because I'm, I'm pretty sure if a 150 pound large eight foot you know huge mountain lion got you it'd be pretty hard to get him off so he was lucky it was a small one the females are smaller mm-hmm. so they can be seven feet long and weigh between 65 to 90 pounds Damn. still insane that's it's a big cat and they classify the mountain lion as a small cat it does not roar but it purrs like smart small cats do isn't that cute they also have a slender body and a calm demeanor more like a cheetah and both like a cheetah and the mountain lion would rather flee than fight and they rarely confront humans right which is okay even though it seems like they do but, but those it's were just rare. a bunch of stories all together those time. were like little kids yeah like by themselves mm-hmm. they have a variety of habitats They're very adaptable. Hmm. Uh, Like I said, they're solitary, except when the breeding mother is caring for her young cubs. But it doesn't mean that they don't have contact with one another. They live in home ranges that vary from 30 to 125 square miles. So there you go. Um, And they can overlap. So they share certain parts. They're not Mm -hmm. too crazy about that. The home range of the males tends to be the largest and overlap with smaller ranges of several females. Oh. So you got to have their ladies close by. I mean, come on. It's like a little harem kind of. Just like real spread out. So they'll find shelter to rest or get away from bad weather and thick brush or like caves, Mm -hmm. crevasses. 
or anywhere. So they look for little spots so they can get away. But they also like to leave their messages everywhere with their poops and urines. And they mm-hmm. scratch at things. They mark their areas. No cubed poops. No cube poops. Coming out of them. But they do like to growl, hiss, meow, yowl. They don't roar. But they're known for like high-pitched screams. Like a short <laughs> high-pitched scream. Have you ever seen videos where they they can hear the mountain lions like screaming? No. I'm wondering I if it's like when they're mating. You know how regular cats... Oh, God. Yeah. You know they say that if you see that, you're going to die the next day. What? You never heard that before? No. There's a superstition that if you see two cats uh, going at it at night, mm-hmm. that you'll die the next day. Well, what if you just hear it? Oh, I don't know about that. I think you have to see it. Okay. I don't want to see it. I mean, you're going to hear it. You know what I mean? There's. So I think because loud. it's really hard to see that. That's why they say that. Yeah. And you would come upon that. You'd be like, oh, like, sorry, guys. It seems very violent when you hear it. Right. Right. Well, I mean, it looks violent. I feel like everything about cat copulation is like yeah. kind of crazy. Here. Play it. Look at look at. You should see Saber's face right now. Oh my god, that's frightening. Imagine that's if so our cats mean- made that noise in the middle of the night. You'd be like, ah! <laughs> like- I feel like get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> I would lose Saber's like if super you, alert right he now. He is like, what just happened? If I ever heard that in the middle of the night, I would think that there was like a demon coming down <laughs> to pull my soul out of my mouth. Pull my soul <laughs> right out, out of, of my, my mouth. mouth. It just feel it, it's so scary. It's like a witch. That's a horrifying sound. It a is. A witch demon. It's like when witches die or something. Like you're just yeah. being melted into the ground. <laughs> like what is that? Uh, Why? Yeah. Why do they do that? Poor Saber. He's traumatized. Saber is super traumatized right now. His He's so alert, which isn't his usual state. Oh, screaming female mountain lions are typically in heat. Oh. Males scream often in a form of competition or to ward off other males. So the females just like, hey, I'm in heat. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm like in the market, right? Like what if, what, what if I just went what if I went to yowled. the bar? I went to the bar and I was like <laughs> They would take you they would pull I mean, you away. They would definitely. Um the best part of this little thing about like why they scream is at the end it's like mountain lions are also known to scream and then in all caps and bolded out during mating. During mating. Let's talk about how crazy strong they are. Of course, we know they have big fat paws with claws. Mm-hmm. I mean, just go pick up. If you have a cat, just, just go look at your cat. Just go look cat at him. My cat doesn't do that playful, kicky, fighty thing that we were talking about earlier because he's just really sweet. The kicky thing where yeah. they're imitating ripping out your bowels? Yes. Their back legs have larger muscles and they're bigger than their front legs so they can jump like crazy far. They can jump up to 18 feet from the ground like into a tree or if they're going down, like down a hill, they can jump 20 feet. Dang. So that's like two story, a two-story building. They can also run super fast. And they have a flexible spine like a cheetah to help them maneuver around obstacles. So if you run from a mountain lion, you're just screwed. Eft. Yeah. There's no way you're going to outrun them. Not going to happen. They also are most likely ambush hunters, meaning they they kind of come at you out of nowhere. They stalk you They first. stalk you. They did say that if you ever see a mountain lion when you're hiking, just know that it found you and has been watching you for a really long time before you 
ever saw it. They're super stealthy hunters. They have very good eyesight. And when they find, uh, they usually find prey by seeing it move. They might be around during the day, Mm -hmm. but they're most active at dusk and dawn or 3 a.m. like my cat. (laughs) You don't want to be out cruising around at dusk or dawn in some areas where you know that they might be Mm -hmm. within their territory. Just don't do it. They're like land sharks. They are hunting at dusk Dusk and and dawn. dawn. Mm -hmm. They cover and they cover large areas and it can take a week for them to travel all around its home range. That's how big it is. And they eat a variety. So they're opportunistic. They but they mostly focus on deer and pigs, raccoons, armadillos, squirrels, rabbits, armadillos. But mostly they can, you know, they'll hunt deer and pigs. So think about what a small kid might look like running. Oh, for sure. To them. If you're like your kid like ran uh, up the trail from you and it's maybe early morning or in the you know in mm-hmm. the evening that might look like a little pig a little ungulate running yeah. past some of the bigger cats can even bring down elk or moose that's impressive because they are solitary you know what i mean mm-hmm. they do it by themselves don't most i don't know if most or like a lot of cat like larger cats mm-hmm. bigger cats usually hunt all together or something yeah it's like a thing with oh, like in a pride sure. but some of them said they did find two together but they were juveniles they were still young so that yeah. might be like a litter mate that they're still right. you know kind of hanging out together. yeah still hanging out so they also say that they'll bury some of their kill if to eat it for later or they'll hide it in snow or grass or dirt whatever oh crazy the female when we know she's ready to breed she screams a bunch. she screams like a crazy banshee <laughs> that's gonna steal your soul um she'll also rub her scent on rocks and trees a male will stay with a female for several days before mm-hmm. looking for his next lady friend he's like i'll call you i'm gonna i have a bowling league i gotta go meet with them but i'll be right back So she finds a den and she usually gives birth to one to six cubs, which I'm sure are adorable when they're born. They have spots and that helps them with camouflaging into like grass and brush and dappled sunlight. And she'll nurse them for about three months, but they can eat meat at about six weeks of age. At about six months old, they start to, their spots will start to fade and they learn to hunt. They peace out from their mom when they're like 12 to 18 months old. Man. And then she starts screaming again. In the 18, 1900s, of course, we all know that's when people just killed everything. They hated murder, anything murder, that, murder. Yeah, they just murdered all the things, especially larger predators. And each so, other. And each other. <laughs> especially in the United States, they say that mountain lions, you know, were so feared and they seemed like too much of a risk to people and livestock. And especially like if kids were getting eaten here and there. Well, that's the time like when you needed all 12 of your children to run your farm. Mm-hmm. Right. You could lose a few. Yeah. You could, you could lose a couple, but... But after that, it's like, okay, we got to get rid of this mountain lion because we can't afford. Right. So they were hunted down until they kind of had some protection later. And then the numbers are are now kind of increasing, which is why people might be having, you know, seeing more of them around. Also, of course, habitat destruction, prey depletion, like, you know, other people killing their prey. And also they get hit by cars a lot. That kind of makes sense because, okay, this is like a moment from when I was younger. A friend of mine, I had thrown some bubble gum out of the car window once and a friend of mine was with me and she was like, listen, don't, don't ever do that. And she was like, well, bubble gum or like, like even any kind of litter that you're putting on the side of the road that has food in it, small rodents or like small animals will come and eat it. Mm -hmm. And then birds or other 
predators will come to eat those small animals. And I mean, like everything can get hit by cars that way. And I was like, oh, so maybe it's a situation like that for the mountain lion. Right. They're stalking smaller prey. They go Mm -hmm. to eat it. And then they end up getting hit by a car because they're by the road. Right. I mean, also fragmentation, but still. Also fragmentation. I love those crosswalks, like our bridges. The animal things. Mm -hmm. I like the cartoons like that come out of those where it's like, how do they know? to go to this spot. I don't know. I wonder if they make enough animals go across it right? that they leave their poops and things and then other animals will follow it. Maybe, yeah. Maybe because they like there, the trail. If you look in, you know, anywhere you'll see ungulate trails or mm-hmm. animal trails. Like here we see pig and deer trails oh, yeah. all over the place. So, I mean, once they establish a spot, maybe then they just know. Jen, those are called game trails. Game trails. You gotta follow game trail. Oh my God. Well, speaking of game, there was a lot of people wanted to put in some sustainable hunting practices in areas where there are a lot of mountain lions. Mm-hmm. Um, but people came back and saying like, no, because they had all this data. And in Utah, they were like, look, if you closed the mountain lion habitat to hunting, then it would actually help the viability of the species to grow. In the U.S., killing a Florida panther is punishable, punishable by up to one year in prison or a $100,000 fine. Dang. And California banned the hunting of mountain lions in 1990, except in circumstances where a property owner can prove the lion has killed livestock or, of course, for your safety. Like, mm. if it's attacking you, of course, you can you can do that. You can do <laughs> that would, those things. That would be awful, that guy who who had killed the mountain lion, the first story you were telling. Yeah. And he, like, kills it, and they're like, okay, here's your $100,000 fine, and you're going to be going to jail for one year. Sorry about that. That would be awful. That would be awful. All right. Let's talk about the encounters with animals or humans and mountain lions. It's on the rise, slightly. Still very rare. That came after the 2019 um, Travis incident and mm-hmm. the, also the lady in Oregon and the, and the bikers in Washington. So kind of all these were happening. People are like, how can we safely coexist with these mm-hmm. guys? Because a lot of people, no one wants to kill a mountain lion. They think they're right. beautiful. And it's like our only large predator yeah. or one, you know, one of them, especially a a cat, large cat. It's like the only one that's left. They all died. So here we have this one. Because they were spotted in all those areas, including like New Mexico, Texas, all these other places. And around in 2019, they were getting so many reports. And they say the population of cougars has been increasing for decades. And that in the 1940s and 50s, people were actually paid bounties for mountain lions. And then during the 60s and 70s, the hunting of cougars was more regulated because, mm-hmm. you know, people started like waking up to stuff and started to care about animals, reading Aldo Leopold's Sand County Almanac. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, wait, we're going to just kill everything into extinction. So we should probably maybe try to regulate it a little bit better. And then people had to have licenses. So cut it back slightly. But I'm sure people still did it anyway. Mm-hmm. And then in the 80s and 90s, that's when the conservation efforts started kind of kicking in and efforts to migrate deer and elk was happening in the west so it increased their food source as they started moving things around and with regulated management that's when there was an increase and they said from the 60s until now there was a steady progression of conservation benchmarks and they think that's why the distribution of mountain lions moved west and increased 
Hmm. Some of the areas that they had been, they reclaimed after thousands of years. So as they started like, you know, because they have these bigger territories and they're Mm -hmm. kind of moving in, but they also started moving more eastward in places they didn't used to be because they were successful in bringing back the population. And also then you have the conflict with humans want to be outside more. They like hiking more. They want to go on these, you know, remote trails. And that's a similar habitat to where the mountain lions are. As their population grows and thrives, then they're going to see more interaction with because there's just more and more people in their areas, not just hiking, but also living because it's such a beautiful place. But then you need to know that you're going to live with mountain lions and bears and wolves or yeah, whatever. If you you want to live somewhere, you know, you have to be respectful of that. That's right. People 50 years ago didn't spend so much time outdoors because I think that's when there was still a lot of agriculture. Yeah, it's when you like your job was outdoors. Yeah. And they're like, go (laughs) hiking, you say. That's ridiculous. And everybody smoked. They're like, I can't hike. Well, you know, what I was it, watching, I was watching Mindhunter. Yeah. Which was great, by the way. I don't oh, know why I never so watched it till good. now. Yeah. There's so much smoking happening in that. So much smoking. It just, I mean, the main guy or one of the main guys, he doesn't smoke, but everybody around him just, and everybody's indoors smoking. It kind of reminds constantly. me of being a kid. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I got burnt by cigarettes like several times by just being small and walking past through people and just, <laughs> just like, like they just inadvertently burn me with their cigarette. <laughs> yeah. I forget what my Nana's house smelled like, but my poppy smoked inside. I'm pretty sure it had a smoking chair. Yeah. So I I feel like it probably smelled like cigarettes, but maybe I just didn't notice or she just did a good job of like cleaning. I don't know. I don't know. I think they did. They knew how to like ventilate really well. I mean, they just lived with it. During all the killing and the murdering of large predators that kind of died down but then like i was i think i mentioned earlier or maybe i if you're going to cut it out but people wanted to start having some regulated hunts for mountain lions but they're saying it's like it's detrimental because the hunters would be looking for the big the biggest mountain lion like a big prize right like a mature or an adult cat and that would leave the juvenile lions to take residence in what used to be the adult's territory. And that can be really dangerous because they're dumb and they don't know what they're doing. (laughs) So it would increase migration, immigration of young cougars Mm -hmm. or teenage males. Oh, God. (laughs) Dr. Robert uh, Wilgus, he's the director of the Large Carnivore Conservation Lab at Washington State University. And he's been studying researching for like 20 years. And he said, he told ABC News, for every large resident male that's killed, two or three young guys came to the funeral. And these young cougars were responsible for increased complaints. Younger cats haven't learned how to hunt as proficiently as their adult counterparts. So they made mistakes like mistaking humans for food. And they also are often the ones causing like, like going into human communities, attacking pets and livestock. They're just like, you know, teenage boys. Rabble rousers. Yeah. So those are the ones that were getting the most attention because every one of those stories was a juvenile, usually a juvenile male. He said, for example, in Washington, where researchers learned that mountain lion population was increasing by 14%. Hunting has been regulated to just 14%. Whatever their rate of increase is, that's how much you're going to allow for hunting. Yes. So he found that increased hunting caused problems, whereas decreased hunting solved problems. Okay. So the more you hunt, the Mm -hmm. worse it gets because you're going to have more juveniles and they're bastards. The least, like the more like targeted hunting maybe? Yes. Or decreased hunting. Helps keep the population stable. Right. And not hunting the larger Well, yeah. And I guess if you have the larger males, they have a larger territory than the juveniles or Mm -hmm. the females would. So they're like less, technically less mountain lions around, right? Yeah. But he also said... 
regardless, California doesn't permit sport hunting of cougars or mountain lions, mm. and they have the lowest incidence per capita of human cougar conflict. So they must be doing something right. And they don't hunt them. They just let them do their thing. And yeah. And if they attack you, then just fight them off with your bare hands. And try to get really big and scream, but yes. not in a not in a sexy way. Not in a sexy way. You don't want that business. You got to scream in like a male claiming its you territory way, right? <laughs> like, which, you how do you... <laughs> you don't want to be that blanket. Listen, every... <laughs> Everybody, you don't want to be sexy time blanket. Right? You want to be, this is my territory, angry right. scream. Yeah, like you got to go on YouTube now and listen and really perfect your male cougars. I mean, for the one time that you may very rarely even see a cougar. Right. Mountain lion. Should I give some context to the sexy blanket? Does your, everyone out there, does oh, your cat have a sexy blanket? Sexy blanket? That's or right. maybe a sweater or something that they just love to go to town on? Art, Jesus. All I know. My, all my cats are male, but only one of them. And I think it's because Nacho was older when he got mm. neutered. Mm. I have this one particular blanket and then anything that's like like very plush mm-hmm. i gotta put it away somewhere because it's like it's like his girlfriend it's like sexy time blanket if i pull it out and put it on the bed he's like oh sexy time with the blanket. <laughs> he's like and he just oh, comes over. you uh, th- this is how it happened too is i like i was laying on the bed and i didn't want to put my blanket blanket on because it was too heavy so i got one of the like what are these things called like velvety almost They're like these throw blanket throws yeah that you get at like yeah. target for ten dollars mm-hmm. and i was like let me just i just gonna put this on so i'm not so cold and he came over and he started making biscuits and i was like oh so cute making biscuits and then all of a sudden and it was like yeah it got time. serious and i was like whoa 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 no newman did that he there's these floofy pillows i got yeah there's and he it's probably like a little animal to him right. or like a sexy cat <laughs> but it's, just, it's like a persian it's just a it's like a persian he gets on it and then he bites it and does the and then he kind of does this like humpy thing <laughs> yeah. and i mean he's been neutered since he was a kid i, mean, yeah. I don't know because i yeah. got him when he was like a year but I'm, anyway when i try to pry him off the pillow oh, at some angry. point yeah he, he yells at me he's like no this is he's all like, ah. <laughs> I'm like you know you need to stop because i'm really uncomfortable with this i think right it's now. funny that occasionally we send we send each other pictures of our cats attempting to have sexy time yeah like god look at this cat mm-hmm. I, I have to like leave the room <laughs> my son when he sees it happening <laughs> i usually leave the room too. i'm yeah, like I'm you like, just he's... have this pillow i gotta go have your time i'm gonna go make some tea like <laughs> let me know when you're like, done be done already (laughs) (laughs) and then and then when my son sees it he's like no his girlfriend and like runs out of the room oh my god yeah well anyway so um (laughs) they say that one reason people think there's more also is because of you know people always having their cameras or phones i was gonna say and then so they say once they know they're around then people start looking more and start Mm -hmm. filming it more but they've probably always been around so when you were talking about how it seems like there's more now I'm like, but are there? Maybe we're just looking more and right. then taking videos, putting it on TikTok. Like that guy who saw the cougar in the tree. And I said, well, I think we made it a story. He's like on some, it looks like skiing maybe or whatever, probably in California. And he's he like looks over and there's a cougar in the tree staring at him. Yes. And it was that, oh no. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, that one. <laughs> From what you've told us, I now know that that cougar was probably stalking him for like an hour. He only just saw it. Here's how you survive a mountain lion attack. Let's hear it. Do not approach a lion. Just don't in be- case. Just in case you didn't know. <laughs> don't like come at it with some cans of tuna. Don't be like, hey, babies. The- especially if it has kittens. I mean, <laughs> I feel like this is 
stating the obvious, but just, sure. you know, no. just say it anyway. Um, most mountain lions will try to avoid confrontation. Give them a way out. They don't nice. want to deal with you unless they're teenagers and they're dumb. Stay calm when you come upon a lion. Talk calmly yet firmly and move slowly. Never turn your back. Just walk away slowly. Back away. Making big monkey arms and grunting. I don't know. <laughs> You're supposed to back away slowly. And it says that if you run, it can stimulate their instinct to chase and attack. We all know this. Anybody who has a cat. Just think of your cat. You just need a big water bottle. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Just start squirting at them. Um, Or like a red laser. A red laser pointer. Definitely. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That would work. That would be... That would be so good. So do everything you can to appear larger, like raise your arms. I think I said that. If you're wearing a jacket, you know, grab it and like flail it around. If you have small children with you, pick them up so they won't panic and run away. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you have like trekking poles or something, raise them up. Um, An air horn. Give it a blast. Nice. Yeah, do that. If the mountain lion or cougar, whatever you want to call it, wherever Mm -hmm. you are, the puma, it starts to like come at you and behave aggressively, you can throw stuff at it. Just throw shit at it. Just try to do anything you can to get it away. Don't crouch down. Don't turn your back. Cool. That's what that guy was doing. I think he was backing away slowly. That's why he was able to video that one because he was he was he did all the right things. He was yelling and trying to make it go away. It says if you have bear spray, use that shit. Just it works on mountain lions or anybody following you. Any creepy ass dude following you when you're out jogging, just bear spray the shit out of them. Keep it with you. God, I feel like we should all have bear spray just in case. If you get a attacked fight back this is what we also learn lions it says they've been driven away by prey that fights back and people who have fought back have tend to been able to survive it it. yeah Yeah. it says to target all the sensitive areas like their eyes and their nose remember the guy was trying to stab it in the eye or put his finger in his nose and try to remain standing if it knocks you down try to get back up Man. Crazy. Just remember, they have an essential role in our ecosystem. Mm-hmm. They're a top predator. And without them, the populations of deer and other herbivores can become unhealthy, too large for their habitat. We need these large predators. Yeah. Don't hate. Don't hate on them. You're 150 times more likely to be killed by hitting a deer with your car. Oh. 300 times more likely to be killed by a domestic dog. You're also way more likely to drown in your own bathtub or die from excessive heat or cold. Mm. Talked about. I feel like we've talked about all these except for oh, the bathtub. Yeah, maybe not the bathtub thing. You're more likely to die from an accidental fall. We've talked about that. Oh, God. And you're also way more likely to die in a car crash. So there you go. Many more things more likely to happen, like getting hit by lightning. Just uh, don't worry about it. I absolutely 100% don't worry about it because I live in Guam. Right. Although this is yet another species that we could bring to Guam to help control populations of deer and pig. Totally. I mean. I just keep picturing the one flying through the air with the <laughs> claws. Like, just out, claws out. Yeah. Hey, Megan. What's up, Jen? Let's talk about straws. These handy dandy little suckers are now part of our everyday life. They mm-hmm. come with our drinks everywhere we go. You know how it is. Mm-hmm. We go to restaurants. Mm-hmm. They just like throw them at you. Use it one time and then we just mm-hmm. throw them in the trash. I think most folks out there just don't really think about it anymore. But did you know, Jen, if you line straws up end to end, the plastic straws used in the U.S. in one day would wrap around the earth two and a half times. That's 500 million straws per day and 
just in the United States? Well, we've all seen the turtle rescue video, mm. haven't we? I've seen it. I work with turtles and I saw that straw jammed right up its nose. I really thought that's just some bad luck. So I looked it up some more. And the real issue for marine life and wildlife in general is that plastic straws break down into smaller pieces known as microplastics. Bad news because animals just gulp it down and then they get it all jammed up in their system and they can't survive. Some estimates suggest that at least 100 million marine mammals like whales, dolphins, seals, and sea lions are killed each year from plastic pollution. Sadly, sea turtles and seabirds are most likely to be affected by the plastic waste. Since straws are single-use, lightweight, and made from polypropylene, they are not easily recycled and degrade slowly. So why don't they recycle? Well, Jen, most plastic straws are too lightweight to make it through the mechanical recycling sorter. They drop through the sorting screens and mix with other materials and are too small to separate, contaminating recycling loads or getting disposed of as garbage. All right, so now we know all the bad stuff. So here it is, and this is how you you can make a difference. Go reusable with Steal My Straws. Steal My Straws makes adorable reusable straws made of high-grade rounded stainless steel that lasts you a lifetime and helps you commit to a zero-waste lifestyle. Better yet, a percentage of the proceeds from every sale is donated to ocean conservation initiatives. Steal My Straws has everything from stainless steel straws to foldable silicone straws to bamboo straws to cutlery in all cool colors and styles. They even have cute little stainless steel bendy straws, which I didn't even know that was possible. Take your steal my straws with you everywhere you go so you can be super cool and tell the server, um, I brought my own straw and just saved a sea turtle. Thank you. To order, simply go to our sponsor page at you're gonna die out there.com and click the link. Enter the coupon code yigdot y-g-d-o-t to receive 10% off your order. Awesome. You're on your way to making a difference, nature nerds, and you've made us so proud. An organization to support, Megan? Let's hear it. The Mountain Lion Foundation, also known as MILF. (laughs) Shut up. Are they really? Mountain Mountain Lion Foundation. There's no I in it, but still. Still. I kind of had a minute. MILF. MILF. That's pretty good. Support those cougars, MILF. Do they? Oh, my God. If I worked for that company, I would 100% have a t-shirt that would be like cougars you can get behind. You know what I mean? I know, right? There would be double entendres And there would be like probably the present, like the foundation would be like, no, Megan, that's not what we're about. And I'd be like, We don't want to support those kind of things. You have to appeal to people's uh, degenerate natures. (laughs) Their mission is to ensure America's lion survives and flourishes in the wild. They have a vision of a world where lions and people coexist, where sustainability includes the persistence of the human ecosystem in harmony with viable wildlife communities. They're really cool. There's a lot of information on their site. Mm -hmm. So if you do, if you go to their donate page, there's all these like grassroots efforts and organizations that if you wanted to like donate to one specifically, you can, Mm -hmm. but you can also get your own MILF calendar. (laughs) That's the Mountain Lion Foundation, everyone. Oh my God. Yeah, so you can donate. I think it's like 35 bucks, but you get a calendar. We're doing that. That's pretty sweet. I just learned so much about mountain lions because honestly, did you know that there was a difference between a mountain lion and a cougar and a puma? I did not know. I mean, did you think there was a difference between them? I Yeah, it's like the thing where 
you know, people aren't sure what to call them. Yeah. And now you know it's all the it's same. It's all the same. That's crazy. Yeah. And you can just call him a puma and it's totally okay. That's cool. Yeah. It's super cool. So, Megan. Yes. If yes, you were not on Guam and you were to go hiking in Colorado, mm-hmm. California, Oregon, Washington. British Columbia. British Columbia. Chile. Wherever. Yeah. What would you have in your emergency preparedness kit in case you got attacked by a mountain lion or a puma or a cougar? I mean, I will say, I will say that my favorite shoes in the world are blue suede pumas and they're i do own a pair and i really love them sweet. they're my favorite um that's because i think growing up in the 80s and 90s like yeah. that was kind of like a thing yeah i love those shoes too yeah i mean but I would you don't want to run you don't want to run that's a thing though it's like right oh man uh and i wouldn't want them to get messed up by you know having to like fight off you want to get blood on them yeah <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't want to get blood on them i know a lot about cats Right, you I do. Mean, we we, did, have, we did have a whole established. Episode. I, I, we've established that I own four. Yes, I love all of them. And you would they're have really four thousand more if you could. Definitely. Yes. And there's something that I don't keep in my house because partly because I own cats, mm-hmm. but partly because of my experience uh, with roaches and cardboard. And I, I just don't keep cardboard boxes in my house <laughs> very often. Yeah. If ever, I try to get rid of them as quickly as possible. But I think that the number one item you would need to pack into your emergency preparedness kit to avoid getting eaten, attacked, whatever, by a mountain lion or puma is a giant cardboard box. Exactly. Because they're just giant cats. Uh, they're going to be like never mind you i gotta get in this box <laughs> immediately it's like throwing something shiny but it's like throwing a box like it just yeah. like it just like opens immediately and you it's throw like, it out and, and they're it's like giant. it's like perfect size for them <laughs> And they're like, wait, what, what? What? It just totally throws them off. Yeah. And maybe even the cardboard box could have like a little bit of crinkly tape on the sides because I also have a couple cats who Mm. are like super into that. Oh, yeah. So I think that is what we would need for our emergency preparedness kit. A big ass cardboard box. What about a sexy blanket? Why you just throw it on in there? Yeah. Like it'd be like two in one. It's like like as you're throwing the box with the sexy time blanket, you can do primal (laughs) scream and they're like... (laughs) There it is. It's like a little sex hut. <laughs> it's, like a little, it's like fun and sexy. Fun and sexy. I mean, what more would you want? Yeah. You just got to practice your primal scream. And I feel like in a, a juvenile mountain lion, like a mm-hmm. male, would really be into it. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, they like got the hormones. Box, the know, hormones are raging and, probably. And the sexy time blanket. Yeah. That's done. Oh, man. That's, that's done. That's Going in the kit. <laughs> in the kit. Packed up. Congratulations. One more item. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. Oh, I oh shoot! I need to add one more little story. Okay, because it was super interesting, and this happened in 2021. Okay, so in 2021 in Orange County, Mm -hmm. this is crazy. There was this some people hiking. I don't know where in Orange County. I'm just kind of I read it, so I'm taking this from memory. Yeah, but it was like a three year old, I think, and the dad, Mm -hmm. and a mountain lion started to attack the the. And this this is what made me think of it because of the box. But the mountain lion started to attack the toddler. Yeah. And the dad like kind of hit it with the backpack and then threw the backpack and the the mountain lion dropped the kid or left the kid alone and went to the backpack. Oh my God. And they later found that mountain lion, unfortunately for it, but they yeah. found it and knew it was the one because it was up in a tree with the backpack. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> it was like, I'm just going to take this backpack. So that's how I think that this theory of having the cardboard box yes. and the sexy time blanket could work. Maybe you just put a little catnip in there too. Oh, good God. Done oh, deal. Man. But how awesome would it be to 
hear Mount Lion purr. Can we? No lie. Do you think I, that's somewhere online? I love sure my cats. I have always wanted, and I might have mentioned this on the cat episode, I've always wanted a Maine Coon because they're huge. Yeah. And it's like, oh, but then at the same time, it's a little bit frightening. I mean, sometimes I'm scared of my cats. No lie. Like, especially when it's like nighttime and I'm, you know, going to sleep. And they're like, they're like, they're, they're just, a little creepy. They're just getting, they're just waking up. They're just, yeah. And they're, they're like running around. And I'm like, you guys. Also, you I guys stop. This is just, I'm trying to sleep. I worry that the cats running around has desensitized me to sounds of things falling on the ground in the house right. and like i'm just someone's gonna come in and murder me i'm never gonna know because the cats are constantly that's that's okay that's why you have around. saber well yeah saber would know he would know he would wake he wouldn't up let anything lose slip his by. brain yeah he would but yeah i'm always he would be barking him. and hiding behind you oh god oh god <laughs> <laughs> we're all gonna die <laughs> run away <laughs> yeah Oh, uh, God. That's funny. I hope you liked the story. It was I hope everybody it liked it. I, yeah. di- I really did that for my daughter, who's almost 10. And she, yeah. She really asked for that one. She asked for one about bobcats. And I was like, well, there are some bobcat mm-hmm. attacks mm-hmm. here and there. But I wanted to talk about mountain lions. mountain lions. Maybe we could talk about bobcats another time. Yeah. But Megan, we have a Patreon to, or patron oh, we to do? shout yeah, out. Yeah, to shout out. Yes, we have a new patron. Victoria Williams. Victoria from Victoria Knits. From Victoria Knits. We love you, Victoria. It's one of our favorite people. And honestly, ever since we started watching your YouTube videos, I've like picked up my knitting again. Yes. And Jen knows there's like four plastic bag holders <laughs> that I've knitted. <laughs> And I think Guam is like now doing plastic bag bands. So yeah. they're super useful. <laughs> it's okay. Can find <sighs> stuff to put in there. Yeah. I'm really proud of you. Thanks. I need to I need to learn, but I feel like, yeah, if I picked up one more habit, I would have to quit something. It's just the socks that she makes are so amazing. I know. Everything. They're beautiful. Yeah. We love your stuff. Everybody go check out Victoria Knits YouTube. It's a live podcast. Yes. Yes. And thank you so much for being our patron. Being our we patron. We love that. That's yeah. great. I know. It's so great. And if anybody else out there, if you'd like to be a patron, just go to our website. We have some extra bonus episodes, so you can go check those out. And it's also, if you want to give us a five-star review and leave us a nice uh, review on Apple, mm-hmm. we would love that. And we, maybe we'll send you, we'll for sure send you a sticker. Yeah, 100%. But we're thinking about something more exciting, but give yeah. us some ideas. Yeah, let's All hear right. it. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. And until next time. Don't die out there. Bye. Bye. seized its dick no <laughs> no megan i said seized a stick Jesus <laughs> okay i'm sorry <clears throat> play that back i'm pretty sure i said stick and started she seized a stick and started in pursuit